And we are live here uh, on FOW Radio. My name is Patrick, and Luke is here with me this evening. Danny Danger and Eric, and well, with Mika uh, on the assignment, we'll see. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Uh, Eric, w- welcome back. Thank you. Um, I figured there wasn't a lot of Shawn Michaels this week, so I could join you. Well, just a moderate yeah. amount of Sean. Exactly, just a moderate amount. It's funny because, yeah, I mean, there was really one match we we're going to talk about last week. It's one match we're going to talk about this week. It's actually a bigger deal this week than it was last week, in my personal opinion. But uh, we, we'll, we'll hold off on that. But how are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing all right. Another week. Yeah, another week, another week. On the week to talk wrestling. Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting in my living room watching started. the Red Sox. So as I, I, I think that isn't that a, a music band or a group that that, that sings a song about getting started? Let, let's do that. Um, okay, Eric, we'll be holding this for a week because I figured Danny and I probably would have had a total of 90 seconds to talk about this. So we decided to hold off and wait for you. So, Slammiversary 2020 here. Um, with a record attendance of zero fans. Um, even in 2020, uh, Slammiversary out there uh, breaking records. Um, so, yeah, but uh, let, let's go ahead and start it with the very first match. Uh, the Rascals, uh, tag team champions, uh, you know, having an open challenge. And, uh, the, and, of course, the previous night it came out officially that the Good Brothers, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, were going to be joining Impact Wrestling. They had signed the deal. So all the speculation is they're going to be the uh, tag team to answer the challenge. But alas, they were not. But we got the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Uh, a little weird seeing Shelley with the long hair and Saban with the short hair. But alas, we got the Machine Guns, and they uh, basically – Prove to everybody that they are one of the best tag teams in uh, the universe as they once again are your Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Yeah, well, so the Rascals weren't the actual tag team champions in North Door, um, but Sorry, my bad. No, I got ahead good. of this. I got ahead of myself. Just, just, just a tad. Just, um, just, a night, just two nights, three nights. You know, it's what it's whatever, right? Yeah. Um, Regardless, okay. Let's just forget to say anything about titles. Open challenge. The Rascals. The Motor City Machine Guns. Eventually came out to eventually prove that they are the best one, if not the best tag team in Impact Wrestling history. But out of yes, yeah, out of all the tag teams that I could have possibly saw coming in in that spot, uh, with you know, the Good Brothers getting released. Myers and um, Cardona getting released. Never in the back of my mind would I have thought that we would see the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. And 
Well, we did, and they proved why they are, without a shadow of a doubt, the best tag team to ever come from TNA. Um, they did not miss a beat. They still looked phenomenal, and I absolutely um, adored that match. I don't even really like the Rascals, but the Motor City Machine Guns literally elevated their games that much more to where that was a great match, and it was a great way to kick off Slammiversary, honestly. I mean, I'm very happy to see the Guns back. I've been a fan of theirs for a long time, and, you know, I think that they, you know, of course, along with, the Young Bucks and, uh, you know, Beer Money and stuff, they helped elevate tag team wrestling in the United States. And I think that they, you know, although the Machine Guns borrowed a lot from a lot of other teams in the past, I think that they um, are kind of responsible for helping innovate what is now the modern independent wrestling style. I mean, you look at any of the gun stuff from their first run in TNA – or, you know, in their time in ROH or any of the independents where they were they were working as the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, and those tag team matches pretty much look like anything you see now. You know, there's, there's a lot of double team combinations. There's a lot of tornado tag type rules, you know, where there's not as flu, there are not a lot of tags, you know, towards the end of the match where it literally just becomes kind of this free for all of a bunch of moves and crazy spots and, you know, ultimately, I think the machine guns are some of the guys who kind of innovated that style in the United States. Um, and so it's it is great to see them back. They did look great, like they hadn't missed a beat at all, despite it being you know quite a number of years since they've teamed regularly. Um, but I guess when you have that kind of continuity with a tag team partner, you don't lose it necessarily, um, or it's it's easy to regain. Um, you know, but it, a fun, fun, fast opener to get the show started and a big return to get everybody excited and hyped up about, you know, what was going to be the rest of the night, which is kind of one of the themes of the night was, was who's coming back. I will say that it was a great tone setter. Like legitimately, like when I heard the, I was like, not, not a chance. This is a joke. And then they walked out on stage and literally on my couch, I popped so hard. Like it was crazy. I was so happy. They are probably, if not number one, my number two favorite tag team of all time. Who's the uh, other one? Kings of Wrestling. No, all right. So yeah, uh, it was crazy. I- I'm with you, uh, Eric. Uh, th- I this team didn't even cross my mind. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't even know if uh, Saving was retired or not. You know, what I mean. Until last year, I thought maybe uh, Shelly had retired. I don't know. but So, yeah, it was mind-boggling. We all thought we were going to get a machine gun uh, to be part of who answered the challenge. Instead, we got machine guns, um, and two are better than one. Um, Yeah, so so here they are. They won the match, and then we move over to well, uh, the all schools rules match. Uh, it's because you know they can't call it, you know, ECW rules match. So all school is now uh, it's, te- it's impact wrestling jargon for ECW. Um, they should so, have just done it under the Dub Cup. They should have just said it was Dub Cup rules, and, uh, <laughs> and done it and done it that way. Old school TNA rules under the Dub Cup. 
I'm so fucking yeah. dead. <laughs> you get one point for hitting somebody with a weapon. You get five points for putting them through a table. Um, the Dub Cup was was truly revolutionary, and, and then you really need to be brought back in 2020. Uh, <laughs> Breathe. No. Breathe. No. Breathe. No, Dub Cup, please. I, I, I literally have watched the Dub Cup in its entirety at least five times, and I still don't understand it. No. Breathe. Uh, what game you got? All right. Okay. Uh, so uh, it, it it was it was a match. Um, uh, yeah. So that's all I have. That's all my notes. It, it was a wrestling match that happened in this in this show. Moose retained uh, the TNA championship. That's really technically not on the line since it technically doesn't exist. Uh, I'll say this about it though. That belt looks really good with a white strap. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean I like it's not bad. I like Dreamer playing playing the Terry Funk role now though. Yeah, you that's know, absolutely epic. came out with the I'm headband sorry. and stuff and ter- ter- Terry and Funk could move faster than that though. Well no he could, Damn. yeah, because <laughs> Tommy's knees are jacked up and his back's jacked up and all this. But I'm just saying like that's the kind of role Tommy's playing right now, is he's mm-hmm. playing the funk role. He even came in with the, you know, Moose Sucks Eggs t-shirt yeah. and the uh, with and, and the headband and stuff, you know, like like crazy, you know, middle-aged and crazy Terry Funk. Um, that that yeah. was probably my favorite thing of the match. Well, speaking of getting funk, that, that that's that's a segment for much later. But mm. yeah, yeah uh, about. Nah, we kind of have to. Um, so yeah. Uh, Moose wins, um, but you know, it's whatever. All right, the gauntlet for the gold match. Okay, so maybe I, in trying to erase my 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 brain uh, or trying to erase impact or TNA from my brain. Um, in my, have they ever done? Is this how they did gauntlet matches in the past? Were they like? Just brought people in every few minutes, like a battle royal or royal rumble. Yeah. Instead of instead of uh, waiting to beat your opponent and then bringing the next one. Yeah, that, that's this is how TNA runs gauntlet matches. Oh, yeah, okay. it's yeah, it's royal. Like you said, it's come, they come every couple minutes, but you can only be eliminated by pinfall or, or eliminated by. Do they go over the top rope and then yeah. pinfall at the very end? That's pretty much the TNA. Yeah, Gauntlet okay. Gold match rules. Because I was thrown yeah. off. I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" You thought it was going to be like a ta- a singles match, and then yeah. another person comes mm-hmm. in. Yeah, that's yeah. the traditional gauntlet. This is what the gauntlet for the gold is. The uh, is this way. Yeah. Look, you know TNA has to have eighteen thousand different rules. Like, listen. Yeah, they got to have all the gimmick matches. Okay. I have one rule: don't watch. Yeah, you know, keep it sweet and simple. That's there. a shame for you, then. Uh, but hey, I I watched this. Okay. And I endured one episode of uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, I tried to watch this week's. I, I couldn't. I, I have lots to say, but not yet. All right. Uh, yeah, so Kylie Ray um, won this match. Uh, Yay. Yeah, so uh, aside from being thrown off by this, um, 
I, I, I was, I was, this is probably the match I was more excited about. Um, this in the main event. Uh, and I feel like it was a letdown. I don't know if, I mean, I, I don't know if like the goofy interferences there by, uh, what's his name? Can't even remember his name. The Harvey guy with, well, at least he would have been somewhat entertaining. Um, so, but he wasn't, um, oh, what's the dude's name? It's, I'm drawing a blank. The guy who I was with Nataya. Taya's guy. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. I mean, yeah, he came in. I just didn't get it. Um, oh, shit. And I didn't even know what, uh, oh, what's her name? See, I'm already forgetting all these people's names. Uh, Rosemary? No, 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 no. That other one, uh, the start twerking. Oh, Katie Forbes. Don't yeah. worry, we we forget Katie Forbes too. She doesn't exist. So she's basically RVD's girlfriend. That's pretty much why she's on there. Yeah. Oh no wonder he gets high all the time. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the, the, it, it's just I feel like the to me the ma- the matches missed something. I think those things kind of like threw me off. I feel was slightly lackluster, but I I did like Kylie Ray winning. She was one of my two options, I think. If I remember correctly, she was one of my two as well. I said if um, if Sue didn't win it, it was going to be Kylie. Um, Actually, very not disappointed in the match. I liked it. Um, The only thing that really disappointed me was Katie Forbes being in it because. The, the less I have to see of her, the better. Um, but yeah, like um, Kylie is a good number one contender, especially going up against. Um, well, we'll talk about that later. Um, Kylie's a good wrestler, and honestly, if they're looking to towards the future for somebody to build their knockouts division around, I feel like Kylie would be a great uh, addition or a great person to do that with. I think that Kylie being on the impact roster was a great steal for them, honestly, since um, the elite ones didn't care for her too much. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. And we got a little sneak peek of it last week on impact about what's going to go down between her and the champion. Yeah, I mean, the, I will admit the pacing of the match was kind of off because you did have Katie Forbes coming in, and then you had Harvey Wilhelman, you know, whose name I can't, still can't remember, but um, playing his shenanigans. But, uh, yeah, Kylie winning is, is a good job, especially, like you said, seeing that who, who would come out as champion at the end of the night um, should set up some good match. should set up a good match between them, a very good dynamic Um but you know, I my my other pick, you know, of course, was one of my two picks was everybody's pick, and then Ty, I picked Taya instead. So her getting eliminated last, I guess, was a little heart disheartening. But um, but Kylie's a good choice to win. It and and it wasn't so much of a, a loss to Taya as it was just I feel like setting up um the the feud going on with her and Rosemary. Um, 
over the guy whose name I'm currently looking up but can't find anywhere on Wikipedia. Uh, because uh, oh, here it is. Is John E. Bravo? Is that his Johnny name? Bravo? Okay, yeah. John E. Bravo. So he's not like Johnny Bravo. The you know, do the monkey with me, and you know. Yeah, that but guy. they do. They do just kind of throw it together like it is Johnny Bravo. Um, but yeah, so I feel like they're just setting up the feud there, and that's fine with me. Um, Taya is still one of the best women in wrestling, so. But yeah, I Taya would have been a good choice as well. Well, yeah, probably, but alas. Um, all right, next up, um, we had, uh, the, uh, Impact X Division Championship on the line, and in a 10 minutes, Chris Bay, uh, defeated Willie Mack, and I think we all had Willie Mack just, uh, winning this one, so. No, sir. Uh, a, a, a surprise there for everyone, but it was a, uh, pretty good match. I probably thought it was a top three here for me. Yeah, good match. Uh, I also had Chris Bay in this match. I would just like to say I went undefeated, except for the the well, event. You're but, the only uh, one that actually watches this thing. True. On the on a regular basis, so Bay, we were Bay is going to be a good face for the X Division. He reminds me of the older style X Division wrestlers that they used to have. Um, in, in TNA, so I'm excited for it. I hate that Willie lost, but um, it was a great match. Uh, like you said, I think it was it was more than likely top three for me too. It was probably it was it was probably the third one, but it's still top three. Um, I loved Willie Mac's uh, gear. Uh, it was it was like a throw to Razor Ramon, and that was kind of sick. Um, except it was chocolate bars, which was. Kind of cool. Because um, it's Chocolate yeah. Thunder. Exactly, Chocolate Thunder. So, yeah, it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. And it's Bay time. Bay time. Bay time, yeah, apparently. Um, match, was, match was fun. It was good. It was X Division. You know, it's about no – it's not about limits. It's about no, weight limits. It's about no limits. So, um, Willie – because Willie Mack probably would not make the 205 cutoff or 225 or whatever the old NWA weight limit was for, uh, for cruiserweights and the next division guys. Um, but uh, yeah, a little, little sad to see Willie Mack lose the belt, but I know it's not like he's going away. Um, yeah. He's still in the mix and bigger and better things for, uh, for, for Willie Mack possibly. Yeah. Um, so next up, uh, the North, uh, defeated uh, Ken Shamrock against Sammy Callahan to retain the Impact Tag Team Championships. This is, was actually the Tag Team Championship match. I oh, so over so, over excitedly uh, did, did, didn't you know didn't pay attention to. Uh, yeah, a, a good match, and as we expected, you know uh, Shamrock and Callahan were not going to get along, and. Uh, the North uh, retained the championships for for now, but good match here. I enjoyed. It. I want to see more of the North. I want the North to become the new Team Canada. 
Yeah, the North is probably one of my favorite tag teams going right now. Um, Ethan Page is phenomenal at everything he does. Josh Alexander is an absolute monster as a um, technical wrestler. They are fantastic together. They gel perfectly. Um, I really enjoyed this match a lot more than I actually thought I would enjoy it. Um, Callahan and Shamrock aren't really two of my favorite people in the world, but um, the story that they told in the ring was really good, and I didn't expect them to win the tag titles, and yeah, they didn't. So, But yeah, I would really like to see the North kind of somewhat reform a Team Canada. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the North retains. Like I pr- pretty much think we all picked them to retain. We all picked that there would be uh, some possible falling out between Shamrock and Callahan that would lead to to them losing um, and continuing their their uh, feud against each other as they've kind of been on again, off again for a while. Um, the North is really good, and they just keep getting better. Um, you know, back to their days as the Monster Mafia before Josh Alexander retired and then came back and um, things it was it was a, it was a good fun tag match but I'm definitely glad that they put the tag team title match higher up on the card so that to give the importance for the tag team championships cuz I mean this could have been opened the show this realistically could have you know as a lot of times the tag team match the title match will open the show and a big return will happen later um, but I'm glad that they kept this as you know, since it was a big advertised match, um, and uh, it is for the championship, so I'm glad that they they had it, you know, so high on the card. Yeah, yeah, it de- definitely is cool, and I, I can't wait to see what else uh, they do with the North going forward. As you know, um, things change, things change all the time. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's have Kimmy Hall- Sammy Callahan, you know, screw Sammy Callahan. Um, um, can they blame something on him? He must have done something wrong. So, yeah, all right. Uh, next up for the Impact Knockouts Championship, uh, your champion Jordan Grace, uh, defends against the other Perezzo. All right. Perez is the new champion. Eric, the floor is yours. Sorry, I had to put my dog in the crate. Or in his crate. Um, don't think that this was a shock to anybody. Uh, Deanna Perazzo is one of the best women's wrestlers in the game right now. Um, it wasn't... It was probably... It was my favorite match of the night. I, I, but I really don't think that Deanna and Jordan's styles mesh as well as uh, other people's could. Um, Deanna's submission wrestling is second to none. She calls herself the best uh, female technician in wrestling. She's probably one of the best technicians in wrestling, male or female. Um, and yet yeah, the double uh, the double arm bar there at the end of it looked really nice uh, as Jordan verbally submitted. You know, we don't really hear... Uh, many wrestlers verbally submit anymore, and I thought that that was actually really a nice touch to end uh, to end the match. Uh, but yeah, so Deanna is your new knockout champion. 
She's going to show the world why we should all be fluent in Peraza. Fluent in Peraza. That's what she says, yes. Um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, to the surprise of none of us, Deanna wins, especially the way she was presented since she's come in um, as this, you know, this stone cold technician, but not just that she's like a killer. I mean, she's there to, if you're not going to tap, she'll break you. And uh, that's what she pretty much tried to do to Jordan and Jordan wasn't going to tap in the Fujiwara. So she did the double arm bar, you know, tried to snap her shoulder blades and pop those elbows out of socket. And uh, Jordan forced to tap out and, we now start the age of Perazzo in the uh, knockouts division. Yeah. It's crazy uh, to me that she spent six months in NXT and lost every single match that she had. And literally within a month of being an impact, they've already used her better than NXT did in almost a year. Look, the only woman that... Triple H knows how to use this his wife, okay? That's not so. true. He knows how to use Charlotte Flair, too. Oh, you know that. It was, Vince had his hands on that from day one. True. Like, he probably knew she was going to be uh, on the roster since she was, like, five years old. So, maybe six. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, match is definitely very good. Uh, not not my top one, but the, uh, and I do feel like maybe that the style. She's, I I think because maybe I'm just also not a very huge Grace fan. Uh, but yeah, I thought you know, hmm, let's see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I I mean I think I have picked Grace to win. But uh, I'm not surprised that they went with Peranzo. And I think, yeah, there's uh, a lot of fresh matchups and lots of things to do with this one, uh, with, with this division now that uh, Peranzo is the champion. So I look forward to see what happens and uh, the eventual uh, title match between uh, Ray and Peranzo. Uh, and in your main event, um, wait, do we want to – yeah, I think we had some things here, but we'll just talk about the returns of the main event. All right, the main event, uh, Eddie Edwards defeated uh, Ace Austin, Trey, a returning from injury, Rich Swan, and a returning Eric Young. Now, who had Eric Young uh, as being be the returnee on this uh, main event? Uh, on your bingo cards. I think we, we were all mentioned them cards? as a, Yeah, I know, right? I think we all mentioned them as a possibility. I, 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 I There was only one and one options for me. Was Everybody thought option? it was going to be EC3, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Eric comes back, and I, I really just want to know where all the Don't Fire Eric people were when when he got laid off from WWE, okay? <laughs> um, they they apparently moved on with their lives. They got, you know, married and kids and, you know, jobs and all that stuff, I guess. They just weren't there for Eric when he needed them the most. You know, I think it would have been a perfect time for him to post a, 
a photo of him on Twitter or Instagrams or whatever with him wearing the old Don't Fire Eric shirt. That would have been that would have mm. just been the icing on the cake, honestly. Um, this was not my favorite match of the night. Um, uh, they could they could have won a million other ways with uh, yes, who walked out as champion. Um, I don't necessarily hate Eddie Edwards, but okay, so so Danny will know this. Eddie kind of falls into the the realm of the way I feel about Davey Richards and the way that I did feel about Roderick Strong. Um, I feel like all three of those were interchangeable characters because they didn't have a character and none of them were really good. Um, And I kind of still feel the same way about Eddie. Um, He's just bland. I don't, I don't understand why people get hyped about him. Um, with the five that they had in the match, obviously EY and Swan would have been good picks to win the title, but it's a little too early to pull the trigger on EY. Uh, Swan just coming back from an injury. So really to me, the only viable choice was Ace, Ace Austin. And I thought he would have been a good champion, but unfortunately we have to uh, endure Eddie Edwards Maybe in this title run, he'll prove that he's actually decent. I don't know. We'll see. It's only been a week. It's actually, yeah, but there's been two episodes of uh, of Impact since, uh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 match, the match itself, I really enjoyed. It was one of my top three here uh, matches uh, of the night. And uh, I really thought it was really entertaining. It flowed well. Uh, you know, I'm kind of excited about Swan returning, uh, but Eric Young as the uh, mystery virtual knee was known. I mean, look, I didn't want him as Impact Champion the first time, all right? Uh, when they did the whole, you know, the underdog gimmick for him winning the championship. Uh, I, I really don't like it. I didn't like it then. I didn't like, I didn't like it now when, with him being in, in the title picture. Um, like I said, he can go lead Team Canada or whatever. Uh, but no, this just didn't do it for me. Uh, was but, the but yeah, the match was very good though. Was the underdogs that was that was when Davey turned on him, right? That's that's when he won the the TNA World Title the first time, right? When the uh, I don't split. remember the circumstances in which he won the belt uh, because. I mean, this happened right after, uh, you know, they had the whole thing with Daniel Bryan in the WWE. Yeah. That, okay. so, yeah. This was a time where Impact was basically, you know, copying things that WWE was doing. And at least in my opinion, that's how I saw it. Uh, I ca- I cannot remember yeah, exactly really how remember. it came out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I like to forget. So, but yeah, uh, why do I have a feeling that thinking Bully Ray was involved? 
Yeah, I we kept thinking that Bully Ray was going to come back. I think that was who our one of our choices was. Mm-hmm. Is that Bully Ray was going to come back and Aces and Eights was going to reform because D'Lo grabbed his Aces and Eights jacket and said that they were getting the band back together. Mm. I I would have liked that. That would have been an option. So as far as returns, you know, Eric Young returned uh, post match here. Uh, we saw the return of the uh, Good Brothers. Uh, so, yeah, and a beer bash between Eddie uh, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, so, yeah, at the end of the day, though, the crowd, you know, didn't go home happy because they were already home. But uh, the, the show ended on a good note with the champion and the Good Brothers standing tall because, you know, the Gallows is really tall. Um, in in the middle of the ring. So let's let's take a look at the return so far. So Eric Young, how are we feeling about that return? I thought it was expected. I want to see how mu- how he gets used. Yeah, I think that I think we expected him to come back to TNA if he was going to continue. You know, in the wrestling world, um, you know, TNA is kind of where he. Where he was, he was everything to TNA. He did, he did every single role you could possibly do as far as a character in front of the TV. And um, just interesting to see where he's going to fall into that, into that now. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm a- uh, yeah. So the Good Brothers came back. Uh, yeah, baby phases. Um, I think that There's one. As sort one would expected. expect, I think. Yeah. 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 For them to for them to come back as as mm-hmm. as good guys, getting the you know doing the good brother stuff, Making being kind of silly, pop, being you know. Yeah. I mean, the crowd that's not there in attendance, but the one watching at home. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only crowd we care about. Well. Uh, so uh, then, okay. The uh, next uh, with the show ended though. With, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, I don't know where they were, but it was a wall of man that was, you know, showing his back to the camera. Um, and, of course, as soon as we saw those three lines, we knew who it was. We knew trouble had arrived. And uh, we got EC3 back. A very angry boy. Very yeah, we got him boy. back, but we don't. We didn't get to see him wrestle. We just got to see him, you know, announce that he was coming back, and he had, uh, you know, he's got big plans. Apparently, we just don't know what those plans are yet. So here's the thing so far that I'm seeing about EC3 CC's return. He seems like a very, a, a very angry person who wants to do something because of his time in WWE, right? I mean, right now, at least that's how it's coming to me. Right now, he's coming off uh, as a dog that is all bark and no bite. I'm like, to me, if he really didn't like, you know, his time in, in WWE and how... Uh, his character was treated or how he was treated or not treated at all. Um, 
why continue to point finger at that situation? And basically, so that's what uh, TNA likes to I do. Say? Basically, TNA likes folk, to point their finger at WWE. Put, put, yeah, but lot. check this out. Though. I mean, because I think at this point, EC, EC3 has, you know, some say on what he wants to do with his character. The thing is, by him basically basing his entire character right now on WWE, makes you feel like, okay, without that WWE run that you had or didn't have, what would, what would EC3 be right now? That's what I want to see. I don't care about who you are going to be because of WWE. Show me who you are despite WWE. But I think it's strictly WWE. I think he just wants to erase his narrative from TNA as well. Why? He had one of the best narratives, in my opinion, in, in TNA. He did. But so he's, there... I think he's trying to just let everybody know he's not going to be that goofy... Uh, The goofy, the goofy person, you know, like unless he comes out and says that in character form, unless he actually makes that obvious, no, it's basically he's angry at Lee, and this is the guy that I mean, because it, it doesn't only happen here. I mean, I, I it, it happens in, with some people in AEW, so it's not like he's the only one that does it. Many other people do it. But I'm like, show me who you are. Don't even bring, you know, don't even acknowledge that happened. Just come back and be a great character. Because, you know, yeah. otherwise you're just telling me if, if you didn't have that experience, what would we have right now? And I know that with EC3, we can have a lot of great things. He's a great character, he is a great actor, he's a great performer. Show me that, not that you're angry because things didn't go well for last year somewhere else and you want to do something about it. Don't tell me, just do it. That That's just to me. I mean, didn't even, didn't even he have like some type of really uh, or contract, something that he burned in that can on the, on one of the, on the episode of uh, the video he had on Impact. Uh, I don't know what he that was opened burning, the show? but yeah, something was burning. There, there was something WWE that I remember seeing. Either WWE or NXT, I can't remember. I must have missed uh, that. But, I mean, yeah, but that's everybody's narrative after they get fired from WWE. It's literally yeah. the same story every single time. They get and I don't fired. like it every single time. Yeah, I, I hate it too. I, like it. I, I, like... hate the, I hate the fact that Impact and AEW and any of these companies, their their main shot is all right. Let's just take a shot at Vince. Like, run your own company. Let let WWE do what WWE does, and let WWE do what they've always done for years. Um, but I don't understand what pointing fingers at the other company is going to do. Like, it, AJ Styles came in from you know right off of Impact, New Japan, all that, and all they mentioned was. Oh yeah, you know uh, he's toured around America a lot, and uh, he went to Japan. So, anyways, yeah. yeah, this AJ guy is gonna be freaking great. Like they'll and, they'll vaguely mention it, but right. like and AJ himself didn't speak out, acknowledge that he had a terrible time with those 
sticking storylines in Impact. No, that's what I'm yeah, saying. No, like, yeah, sure. WWE doesn't point fingers because WWE doesn't care what you did before WWE. Um, they never, they never have. Whenever somebody yeah. would jump ship from, I mean, well, during the Monday Night Wars, they did, you know, talk about WCW quite a good bit, but yeah, pretty much, they still wouldn't really. Yeah, well, they did take a lot of shots, but once once they beat WCW and ECW, they pretty much stopped. They don't. If somebody comes from Ring of Honor, they don't. You know, they didn't really sit here and say, "Oh yeah, Ring of Honor screwed me over, so I'm here. I am in WWE." Or you know, good thing I'm finally out of those bingo halls. You know, like I'm back in WWE. Like they don't they don't care about that because they present themselves as they're the only one you should be watching, and anything else is second tier or lower. And I think the only time that they've ever mentioned like an independent company, like by name is punk during the pipe bomb. When he mentioned ring of honor in new Japan, they've, they've mentioned ring of honor in in NXT. They've showed ring of honor pictures and stuff of people doing things, you know, Um, you know, here they've been a wrestler for this many years and here's where, so they have mentioned in the past, you know, in the last couple years, but they don't sit here and put them down. They don't take shots at them. They they still make them right. feel like they're minor league, and they're like, "This is yeah. what they did before yeah. here," and so yeah. now they're they here where the big boys play. You know? Yeah, yeah. That that's just something that's like bugs me to know, and I feel like that the the thing is that everything I'm seeing because like sure I did not watch last week's impact, but I'm still kind of like what looking at these promos and these videos and. Things of EC3 and everything just screams at, uh, you know, at basically he, the whole narrative of his character is, you know, his reaction to basically his WWE run. And I'm like, dude, don't tell that's, me how much you hate WWE. That's just the start, I think. I think that's just the start. But TNA does take a lot of shots at WWE, any chance they can get, yeah. you know, when, uh, what's his face? Who was the in the original? Um, oh golly, I can't remember his name now. Um, oh, Mad Madman uh, Fulton. Fulton, yeah. When Sawyer Fulton first came in, he hits the end of days, and he calls his literally he calls the move better than Baron, um, hmm. insinuating that he does it better than Baron Corbin, which is this constant shot at WWE every time he hits the move. Um, so it's just stuff like that that they do all the time. So you can, it's, it's to be expected. It doesn't mean it's good, but it's to be expected, especially Mm. with TNA and AEW who the narrative of them is, yeah, we know we're not number one, but we're fighting to be the cool underground place. The kids want to be, and maybe someday we will be number one. That's their whole, that's their whole spiel, especially with all elite. They're like, Hey, we're going to take, we're going to dethrone the number one and, and stand up tall, you know, like that's their whole thing. So they're going to talk about it, and they're going to put pot shots anytime they can get a chance. Absurd. That's just the way it is. It's not yeah. entertaining. It's not fun, but that's just the way it is. So I want to see him try to do something different. I hope this narrative and this thing, he can move on quickly from it, because I really like AC3, and I really think um, – that you know that he can do a lot without worrying about uh, you know about WWE and what happened to him then. Uh, so okay, so moving on, uh, the the last return of week, well not return, but 
uh, surprise that we got was uh, Heath. Just Heath. Heath because, Miller. Yep. Uh, no, yeah, he can't be Slater. Heath. Well, he can't. He's just Heath. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, like Impact Wrestling copies of me. They take off a person's name. There you go. There you go. They they cut him down to one name. Um. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Heath. Um. To me, I don't know about you guys, but everything so far I've seen of Heath in Impact Wrestling. It's basically the same old shtick he yeah. did in Lee. Yeah. It's pretty much going to be the same character. He's just now getting to do it the way he's getting to do it how, how he wants to be done versus how somebody else tells, tells him you need to do it. Yet again, another big thing from TNA, when a guy from WWE comes, they basically take the same character and they just kind of go hog wild with it. Like like Ken Anderson. When he, when he came in and he came into TNA. Um, you know, that's pretty much what he did. He did the same exact shtick, the mic drop, you know, doing the promos the same way he did. He just wasn't having somebody else write the promos for him. He was doing them kind of more on the cuff. And, you know, they get a little racier. Um, you know, that's when he started talking about, like, you know, wrestling is real and people are fake and, like, that kind of stuff. They just do the same character. They just do it. They just turn the volume up. And they just do it, you know, their way instead of Vince's way. So that's that's yeah. what you can expect a lot of times when somebody who's a WWE guy comes to TNA. Yeah, I pretty much agree with all of that. So yeah, it's uh, interesting to see Heath. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Rhino. It's okay, they were tacting partners, and they acknowledged they were friends, and uh, but man. Rhino can't even answer a phone call for a buddy. Uh, but... I don't know if Rhino has like straight talk or something because he's like really old. Yeah, so he, he he doesn't understand how cell phones work. They're new and scary to him. Yeah. Um, try to teach a Rhino how to answer a phone call. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just doesn't. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if he enjoys the comedy shtick and hey, you know. He wants to do it. Involves taking a lot less bumps usually than that is very true. Strong style wrestler or something. You take a lot less shots to the head as comedy guy. You know, you might take that guitar shot or something, but uh, but you're not going to take forty. You know, shoot style forearms to the face um, on the regular. So maybe it's money for money versus a risk versus reward kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Get paid less for. Less work for freedom, I guess. It, it works out. He's happy. By all means, hey. I thought the character work. I, I thought the character was very entertaining. Uh, in the WWE, so yeah, I think definitely with uh the freedoms that he can have in uh, he may have in uh impact. I think that's something that definitely could work. Uh. I, I don't hate it, uh, but again, he can't be a guy that, that that complains about he's running the league if he's just gonna come back and be that same guy. He's he's going to though because so, he has a new shirt. He has a new T-shirt out already, and instead of saying "I got kids," it says "I got fired." Yeah, so it's almost yeah, an yeah, identical yeah. thing, 
But instead of saying, I got kids, it says, I got fired. So he is still playing on the same shtick that that they all do. Oh, no, this is what happened in WWE. You guys remember it, don't you? Don't you? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Remember what happened in that other company, that other place I used to work at? Well, we're going to yeah. beat you on the in the face with it till you till you don't forget that there's another wrestling company out there who you should who you also probably watch. Yeah. But um let's see who uh yeah, so and Swan then and the guns, I guess. The, the the week the week after, I mean the, well, we got uh Myers doing a yeah. promo uh, what is it like the following week? Um, yeah. Make announcing his coming to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, no, that's, be I think that's a good yeah, that's a good get. He's you know, not just because he also is um not just because he's like good in the ring, which he is, but I think he's you know, he has He's a trainer as well, and so I think he could be a good mentor to a lot of the younger talent. Yeah, and I think that he's also a guy that they, they can that they can really do stuff with. He's a guy that you know he could definitely go over there and and show that he could do more than he was allowed to do. You know, because I don't think that he wanted to be the type of character that he was um, when, uh, you know, in his second run with the Lies, you know, losing all but one match. Maybe yeah, having a matches, big losing streak remember. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, who did we not get? We we did not get Rusev or Myro, no. who we knew, apparently we knew that wrestling. Oh, he yeah. has all together. Apparently, okay, I knew it. Yeah, I, I knew he got. Yeah, apparently he got coronavirus. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, during COVID, during his COVID uh, sitch, uh, he's been playing a lot of video games, and so he's gonna start his own Twitch channel uh, where people can pay him to uh, watch him play video games. Cause, yeah, that's what he's saying. He he I mean, found a way to. Uh, People make money doing noise. that, yeah. Yeah, and I have to take a bump. But, yep, you just get to sit you know, in, a, in an easy chair. Yeah. I'm sure he still has some residuals coming from whatever is out there of his. Uh, and, you know, his wife. Listen, you, you do not hear wrestlers ever complain about getting those residual checks, even to this day. Okay. They complain about everything else, but they'll never complain about still getting those About checks. getting money. They never complain about making yeah. money. They complain about it, like you said, everything else, but never complain about getting money. Um, so, yeah. So, we did not get Aces and Nates, bless the Lord. Yeah, yet. As D-Lo's getting the band back together, it's taking a little bit longer than he anticipated. Yeah, well... He realized they're all like retired. Yeah, or hired by WWE still. Right, pretty much. Uh, who from SSNA is in WWE? I don't know. It's okay. Somebody. Sounds like a good narrative. Um, yeah. yeah. So no, so no bully Ray. Um, who else did we were thinking we would get and we did not get? 
Mike Bennett. Oh, yeah. Bennett oh, yeah. Died Kingdom did not come. Not yet, apparently. It might. They might come down the line, but uh, not yet. Hey, he might be holding out to actually go back to Ring of Honor. Because th- he didn't did he do, he, do the podcast? Yeah, he and Maria did the podcast um, recently. So maybe there's something yeah. out there. Maybe. Yeah. Now, so the uh, the Impact show after Slammiversary was a decent one. Um, I think I tweeted once about it. Uh, but that's about all I could muster. Uh, I don't even remember what I said. But I said something. Um, but yeah, uh, and so it was interesting. I, I watched because I wanted to see what would happen. And the only real thing that we got was the Myers turn. Everything else was fine. Um, but yeah, um, and now, the, you know, Wrestle House. So, somebody please explain to me why do we need Wrestle House? Not even Vince Men thought something like this was a good idea after the Legends House. And what I've seen of it so far, Patrick doesn't like. Hmm. Yeah, it's it is something. Uh, I I'm not a big reality TV person, so a spoof on reality TV is less interesting to me than actually watching reality TV. Hey, I enjoyed Wrestler's House. That was fun. The Legends House. Well, tell tell us about Wrestle House then. Tell us about it. Champion for it. Uh, yeah, it's believe. basically just a fun way to watch Sue be funny. That's basically the only thing that I care about. And Kylie and Rosemary and Kaya and the rest of it I don't really care about. But yeah, just watching Sue tell people that's bad is the greatest thing ever because it's Sue. I'm not convinced. I'm not trying to convince you. you well, were we're trying to ask you to. That's yeah. what we just told you to do. We literally asked you. Sell us on it. Why is it a good thing? Why is it an interesting thing? Why is it worth watching? First, yeah. And you kind of were you. like, I don't really. And then you said, I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm yeah, not trying to sell you. Sue's not there, okay? Sue's not there. You don't want to watch it? You don't have to watch it. Susie is there, but not Sue. They're one and the same. No, they are not. They both had individual contract signings with Impact. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Sue Young since she signed with Impact, so I'm disappointed with that. She's just sitting around collecting a paycheck somewhere. Right. We've seen flashes of Sue. When somebody when somebody does something bad to Susie, Sue's face pops up. Listen, we, we don't watch the show long enough to see these flashes. Well, that's your fault, not mine. Yeah, I'm not sold on Wrestle House. Uh, I think I'm just gonna skip it and wait till the uh, finale. Let me know how that goes. Okay, and they will move from there. 
so how does Wrestle House work? Like, do people get eliminated from the house? Uh, I, I mean, they have to wrestle for luxury, from what I hear. Uh, it just there's random parts where Tommy Dreamer will just scream match, and then the two people have a match. And wait, wait, Tommy Dreamer is the host. Yeah, Tommy Dreamer is the host. Yeah, it's his house. It's his uh, investment property from all the ECW checks that what he had to cash where they didn't clear. Ever, he, since when did one of those checks actually ever clear? Hey, it's just what Tommy said. It's what he said he did with all of his ECW uh, checks. For all we know is he worked for free ahead of time. Why do we think he was a Paul's right-hand man? Hey, I don't know what he did with his life. He could have got paid. He could have not got paid. I'd trust the man at face value. You never trust a wrestler at face value. Rule, my, my, my number one rule when interacting with a wrestler, 99% of the time, he's lying to you. They're, work, they're working you, brother. They're just, trying to get, mm-hmm. they're just trying to get your money. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, trying to get you to buy a t-shirt and an 8 by 10 Mm-hmm. Or give money for a t-shirt, but they never actually sell you a t-shirt. That's why you only buy the product in person. Don't wait for them to, email, to mail it to you because that may not happen. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely don't PayPal them. No. Don't do that. Service announcement, folks. Service announcement. All right? Uh, no. Well, okay. Uh, I think we're done with Impact Wrestling for the year. We've now talked for um, an entire hour about Impact Wrestling. I, I hope you are happy, uh, Eric. Uh, Peachy Keen. If anything of importance happens in Impact, let us know like two days in advance, so maybe we can search on the YouTube. Every single um, episode is going to be important, so... Yeah, sure. Like, important to us. Um, you know, I, I have better things to do, like mow the lawn, and I don't even do that. So, yeah. Okay, let's move on, because we're going to lose Danny. Um... What else did I have? Okay, so uh, we got uh, uh, AEW. We did mention them earlier. They, they in uh, this week on Im- uh, Impact on Dynamite. Uh, they had that big uh, well that match though. The, the you know the Twitter people were all excited about with uh, uh, Warhorse challenging Cody Rhodes for the uh, TNT Championship. And well, we got the match. People were so excited about the match. You know, even indie wrestling did it like a huge playlist of like old of his title matches. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a nice thing to do for him. Should have um, should have been title versus title. It should have. Hey, you know that would have been pretty darn cool. You know, what's more important than the independent wrestling title? Could you imagine? Yeah. What it would do for it has a long it has a longer lineage than TN, the TNT Championship. Yeah, even a, a very good lineage too. 
I mean, you know, no, no dorks have held that title from my, my understanding. But yeah, uh, so we get the match, and it was a good match. Uh, I still think so far, in my personal opinion, totally unbiased. Uh, Cody versus uh, Kingston, best TNT title match in its history. Uh, so that was that. But this was a good match. Uh, worst guy's moment. Uh, but I feel like he was overshadowed. Uh, because post match, uh, well, it was and, during the match, it was, wasn't well, a disqualification. I thought it was during the match, right? And that they called a disqualification because yeah, of the Dark well, Order's interference. Yeah. So, or am but, I getting confused? I don't know. Now I'm confused. Okay, it but, might have been post match right. then. I thought it was during the match. So the Dark Order is beating up Cody and uh, and Warhorse, and mm-hmm. out comes a jacked, so, like Triple H jacked. I can say mention Triple H. I never had history with him. Triple H type of jacked, uh, Matt Cardona. The artist I mean, probably known as uh, Sag Ryder. To quote a tweet I saw, he was as tan as a rotisserie chicken. Um, well, the tan very, very thing, I tan. you know, I, I I expected that he he's a, a very he's very to the tanning style, and he lives That's in Orlando. True. I mean, you know, you just yeah. you just spend five minutes outdoors and you get fried. Yeah, that's true. So, and he's got to sit around and take those pictures of Chelsea in the bikinis and stuff. So he's outside a lot. Absolutely. Somebody's got to do it. But, yeah. Uh, so Matt Cardona in uh, – and now he and Cody are going to be teaming up against the Dark Order next week. Uh, what do we expect to see? I, I personally think, you know, he's going to do the whole spiel like everybody else does. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, he's literally still over there, right? He doesn't want to go yeah. over the top. Um, yeah. I feel like even like for example, like even Moxley. I think Moxley, he had his opinions, and he definitely made it known in that uh, Jericho podcast. But I don't believe he has taken any very obvious shots at the Fed. He hasn't made it like run? his character. He hasn't no. made it his character. He hasn't made it part of his gimmick. It's just yeah, he talked about it. And he talked about his, you know, in on podcasts and stuff, and that was it. He's made it known his feelings, but he doesn't have to beat him into you. Beat him into you. He just wants exactly. to express it, and it, it doesn't become his who he is. More people could learn from that guy. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, then again, a lot of these guys were not stars like Moxie. I mean. Some could say, some could say, and you know, may, may, maybe Eric might not like what I'm about to say, but I feel like Moxley was a bigger star before he joined the Fed than uh, than EC3 was before he joined the Fed. Uh, it depends where you watched your independent wrestling, because I've been a big independent wrestling fan, and I never really saw any of Moxley's stuff. Because he didn't, he didn't wrestle at the promotions that I watched. 
Mm-hmm. He wrestled he like AIW and he wrestled CZW and and I really didn't watch those promotions. So I very I saw very 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 little of Moxley before he signed to WWE. I mean those two those two those uh two thousand uh, that period in CCW some wild stuff man. Well it. yeah he he Love did a lot of wild stuff in great. CZW, but I'm yeah. just saying like so I was somebody who watched a lot of independent wrestling, but I never watched any I didn't really watch much of his stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if I would say he was a bigger star than EC3 because EC3, even though he was re- wrestling primarily for Impact, mm-hmm. he still was like a top guy and he still was on television. That's yeah. the biggest thing. We might have lost Fair Eric point. to Boston Sports. Yeah. No, I'm here. Uh, do you heavily disagree with me then? Or strongly? I, mean, I, think strongly I agree with what Danger word. said. It just depends on what you watched. Like, yeah. I mean... Not everybody knew Moxley because not a lot of WWE fans watch uh, independent wrestling, whereas yeah. WWE people go to Impact all the time, so they probably have watched Impact more than they would have ever seen a, a John Moxley match from CZW. So, I mean, it's it, a fair it, assessment. Yeah, it just really depends on what you watch. Like, I guess, really, yeah. All right. Well. I mean, especially because so much of Moxley's yeah. stuff was the ultraviolet style. No matter where he was wrestling, he still wrestled the hardcore style. So if you're not into hardcore wrestling, then you're not going to pay attention to what he's doing. Yeah, which was kind of my thing. Is that was too like I liked hardcore stuff, but when it was built prop, when it was built to to a feud, not just like every single match we're going to be sticking you know broken glass into each other's faces. Right. So, where was I going with this? Right. Going back Cardona to Cardona. really didn't. Yeah, Cardona here. Um, I'm interested he in what was, he does. He was not a top-level no. top guy. He was not a multi-time world champion. He was not really fighting for the world championship even. But he, did, but, he is a long-tenured yeah. WWE competitor. And I think that he proved with his YouTube series that he can – get over if given the opportunity, right? Oh, yeah. I think w- when he did his, uh, you know, the uh, Long Island his IZ story or whatever they called yeah. it, uh, I thought that, story, man, right? those were funny. They were entertaining. Uh, he, no, his YouTube page, I feel like, was getting more hits than the WWE was. Um, and I think that had they, you know, gone with that and actually made something of it, maybe – he would have done more than just getting his, you know, hometown win in uh, in Orlando at WrestleMania uh, for the I think it was the U.S. Championship, wasn't it? Or the Intercontinental? They're both the same. Uh, but yeah, so I think yeah, they could have taken it one way, but they took it to another because they they didn't see him uh, as anything else than a B B player, not even B plus. Uh, uh, but yeah, I am very excited to see now that he has some freedom to be able to come out and you know see how far he can get with the, the can money and with the resources AEW has. I think uh, now it is you know he can prove to everybody that you know like I knew he could that he could get over and do something. 
or he could prove uh, this man right that he's nothing more than just uh, a, a role player. So I look forward to see what he does, and I look forward to see how it goes once he eventually separates from Cody. Um, you know, I want to see him have some run and do his own thing. I think that he can be very entertaining, and I think he can be very successful if given uh, the opportunity. I think he will be given that opportunity. I think if anything, AEW has proven they will give people the opportunity, uh, and it's just their, you know, theirs to get over. Uh, so I, I look forward to it. I look forward to it so much. What yeah, I'm excited think? to. See, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm excited to see um, how you know what he can do now that he'll have the opportunities. Like, you, I mean, pretty much exactly what you mentioned because. He floated under the radar for so long, and then he built himself up. But even then, WWE like wasn't going to give him that spotlight. They didn't want him to be a top level guy, so they weren't going to treat him like one. And then they they jobbed him out, and they beat him up, and they you know had Kane injure him, and he was just John Cena's friend, you know, for like a long time. They didn't want to push him as a top level guy. Um, so I think that now he um, he has his opportunities. I'm interested to see what he can do with them. Eric, are you a Matt Cardona fan? Yeah, but I'm not watching it, so. Well, well, you know they got this thing on the YouTube called uh, Dark. You know, Dark. You can check that out every once in a while. Eh. He might show up on it. No thanks. I see enough of the AEW fanboys on Twitter. Mm. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, that's, that. oh yeah, right, totally forgot. Sorry, Eric. Uh, Cameron, right, is that, is that what she's going by still, Cameron, or is that, was that her, uh, that's, her that was her name? WWE name. Arian Andrews. Andrews, I think is her real name, right? Yeah, uh, okay, Arian Andrews. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah, whatever, um, the artist known as Cameron, the fun. Funkadactyl number two. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, uh, she has joined forces with uh, uh, was Nyla Rose. Is that, is that her name? Yeah, and Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Vicky. My goodness. And you, you saw Nyla Rose look very excited when, 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 I mean, I say this with all sarcasm, when Arian came out and started trying to talk on the microphone. Nyla just looked at her like, what the fuck am I in for? <laughs> um, yeah. What I was about to say is the most inappropriate thing in the world, so I'm just not going to say it. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one came out of the left field for me. I mean, I know that uh, Arian was supposed to uh, wrestle uh, I think at uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, uh, she was going to be on one of the shows there, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, well, but that, that ended up not happening, of course, because, you know, yeah. COVID. Um, that but, kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess there's still interest. And, yeah, here she is. Are we excited? I mean, no. She wasn't that good excited before. as That's Nyla why they Rose. Cut her out. Yeah, about as excited as Nyla Rose. Yeah. 
Uh, Eric, do you wish that she had gone to the knockout division instead? Nope. All right, well, see, at least we can all agree on something. It, it, it took one, one person to mm-hmm. put us all on the same page again. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I just, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I just don't understand. I just um, didn't see that she really was that good of a competitor when she was in WWE before. So I don't know what she's been doing the last several years, but I don't, it's not like I've seen her name pop up all over independence where she's been out there grinding, trying to hone her craft and become a better in-ring performer. Yeah. I don't know. I guess um, I guess we're gonna find out. But yeah, um, that was it. Uh, now they did also continue the story with FTR there, uh, finally signing their uh, their contract with the AEW. Uh, yeah, didn't realize that they went this long without a contract. No, I didn't um, either. And they might not have. This might have just been story. Yeah, it was definitely story. But uh, yeah, uh, of course, the, the, in this segment, they had uh, Aaron Anderson there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. call him the, the best, uh, the greatest tag team in the world. And uh, Hangman Page uh, showing up uh, to have drinks with FTR once again. Um, yeah, so continuing to, I think, I think Adam Page is uh, looking like he's going to be uh, out of the elite sooner than later, the way that he's uh, doing his own thing there. Uh, which, no, I mean, he's he's still uh, tagging with him. Kenny. He's still tagging yeah, with Kenny. As but the I think that this is right going now. to, you know, this is going to lead to the breakup and the title, you know, change and all. So hmm. I think, my opinion. That's how it's going to go. Uh, yep. And, well, All Out is going to happen on September the 5th. All right. Uh, so September. we get All Out. We've had All In. Now it's All Out. Yeah. The second All Out. Yes. Um, as they, they had the first one last year. So, so September 5th, a Saturday. So far, announced for it, I believe. Um, if they did, they even announce anything for it. I feel like they have. I think Moxley and MJF might wrestle at All Out. Mm, um, I don't so I don't I recall any such announcement. Um, and it's very possible we may get this uh, FTR versus the Elite uh, Tag Team Title match at uh, FTR. Yeah. You know, at the all out, I wouldn't be surprised if that were to happen. Um, I, I would imagine that we would get Cage and um, what's his name? Uh, Al Darby for the uh, you know, the FTW championship at all out. That, that could be a match we see. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, of course, the former champion shall also be there. Uh, he's continuing his thing with uh, what's his name? Uh, with the uh, orange 
Orange Cassidy. Yeah. They're having a, a debate next week. Uh, what, it, what it seems to look like, yeah. You know, it's pretty much a political, uh, faux political debate, yeah. But Orange Cassidy is like yeah. the guy who doesn't talk. Yeah. Or, or, or anything. But yeah, uh, they're going to have a debate and then they're going to have another match in two weeks. Uh, so yeah, all right. Interesting. Um, uh, but alas, uh, that, that was AEW. Moving on. Uh, NXT, who, you know, continues to lose in the ratings. The uh, Wednesday Night uh, Wars, people. The Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah, I mean. But can't they're winning in the ratings people. overall, but not in the key demographics, yeah. right? No, they, they, they're, they're apparently this week they, they won both. Oh, oh, uh, but yeah, uh, some key things here. Um, Mercedes Martinez, uh, in her first match under the um, uh, the rubber store brand, successfully uh, picks a win against Shotzi Blackheart. I thought that was no, a very fun she, match to see. Mercedes, Mercedes fought. Santana just the other week and beat the tar out of Santana Garrett. Yeah, this but that was first a, match back. I, I said under the Robert Stone brand. Oh, gotcha. Remember, she joined this the brand last uh, week. Yeah, Robert okay. Stone. Yeah. So her again. So let me see her first match under the Robert Stone brand. She picks up a win. Uh, and. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is back. Yep, full. Uh, oh, the, you know, and back in full force is the undisputed era. It was, it was great to see as um, as the uh, as we we saw all four of them come out and uh, beat up on uh, the tag team champions there of uh, Imperium. Imperium, I think that's what you said. English yeah. is not my first language. Well, it's not uh, English. It's no. it's kind of based in 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 German. Yeah. I mean, it's there not a go. German word, but their their leader's German. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see them back in full force. Um, and uh, fun main event uh, with Dexter Loomis defeating Timothy Thatcher and Finn Balor uh, to earn uh, the second spot. In the North American title ladder match at Takeover Triple X, so far it seems that they're going for the dark horse opportunities in this in the triple threat match. Looking on paper, saying who you think would win, I don't think anybody would have picked Bronson Reed to win when you had Gargano and Roderick Strong in there. And the same thing with Dexter Loomis. I think that people thought saw how dangerous Thatcher was against Oni. And, you know, of course, it's Finn Balor. So I would think that people would have picked either one of them and not yeah. Dexter Loomis. But Dexter Loomis gets the win. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're on that one. Uh, which brings me to the question, like, who else could be next? I mean... Uh, Priest, Damian I, Priest, maybe. Could um, be Damian Priest. Grimes. I could see them. Uh, Boa. I could see them putting oh, yeah. him in there. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Cameron Grimes. 
Dajakovic. Dajakovic, yeah. Yeah, Dajakovic, um, you said it right that time. Swarf picked up a, a win, and, you know, could he possibly get a shot at it? Uh, you know. True, true. If he's in one of those matches, he could be. I mean, it is a ladder yeah. match. I think he could do a lot of exciting things in a ladder match. Absolutely. Uh, so there's a lot of names now that come to mind that I possibly thought maybe they wouldn't put in there, that they might. Uh, you know, yeah, that's very true. Uh, Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> you know, it's always been the standard rate. So, yeah, uh, so it's, it's seven guys that are going to be in this match. I can't remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, yes, seven. Uh, yeah, so the still on this, I could see um, Cameron Grimes get a shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be somebody really entertaining to see in that type of match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that NXT is still so loaded, even the second and third tier guys. I think when you get to the third tiers, when you finally start seeing those true development guys, because yeah, even yeah, yeah. in the first two tiers of wrestlers, they're all guys from the indies uh, yeah. who we've seen many, many times. So I think that finally giving the shot to the you know the lesser um, uh, featured guys, I think, might really show up. Because you put the, uh, all these other guys in there, and yeah, I, I think it, it can be a great showcase here uh, for the um, title at uh, NXT Triple X. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, uh, we are also going to have uh, I- Io Shirai defending her uh, championship at NXT TakeOver Triple X uh, against Rhea Ripley or Dakota Kai. Yeah. Um, Rhea back. So, a little bit different hairstyle. Lighter hair, do, to say the least. Do we, do we have a preference? Um, I think her versus Dakota Kai makes for a better story, especially since Dakota Kai kind of is is the bad guy, really. Where Rhea is a former champion, yes, who kind of you know didn't really get a a clean one on one rematch for the championship. But Dakota Kai is the big bad guy right now. I think it makes mm-hmm. more sense to have the straight bad guy versus the straight good guy. Yeah. What say ye, Eric? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Uh, as much as I'd want to see Rhea go on and um, get her NXT Women's Championship back, I think it does make more sense for Dakota to 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 go on to face Io. Um, it'll be a good match either way, though. At this point, is Rhea Ripley better off moving on to the main roster? Probably. Mm, potentially so, yeah. I think she could be a very big name to help a the 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 SmackDown brand. Yeah, for sure. I think if she joins the SmackDown brand, she'll make. I mean, I think she would make an impact. I mean, no. Uh, okay, sure. Forever. It's, it was definitely intended there. Um, in, on Raw, regardless of which brand she's on, you know, she's gonna do great. But I think. Looking at the roster, SmackDown needs it, right? Where's Charlotte? She, she 
she's All right, out she, with she's an injury. Break. Right, 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 and then right. apparently she's going to do some TV. Apparently TV and movie roles have been offered yeah. to her, so she's going to entertain those. But she had to get her uh, some surgery done. Yeah, she had to. Uh, yeah, her, she had to get, get get some fixing done. Yeah, I do remember that tweet. Um, yes, it's a very thorough explanation. Uh, yeah, so look, I think SmackDown really needs uh, more than just because right now what we're seeing. Well, right now on Raw and SmackDown, two ladies hold all the belts. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah, I think that they need more heels on on SmackDown. I mean, the women's division is lacking because so many people are sitting at home, while two women hold everything. That's that's the part of the problem. But part of it is that people are gone for good reasons. Like Ember Moon's still injured, and Charlotte's out. You know, taking time off and gonna go do movies and you know whatever. Um, and then Kyrie just left, you know, like because her contract is up and she's moving back to Japan. So like you have people leaving for different reasons, but it's still, you still have a very seemingly kind of thin women's roster. Yeah. Very much so. The two woman power trips, not really helping out much either. Cause it's, just, yeah, it's literally the same thing every week. It's, Bailey versus Asuka, Bailey versus Kyrie, Sasha versus Kyrie, Sasha versus Asuka, and then we go to SmackDown and it's Bailey versus, Bailey Nikki. versus Nikki, Sasha Bailey versus, versus Nikki, Bailey versus Alexa, Sasha versus Alexa, and it's just like okay, I guess we're just gonna use five women constantly. Hey, um, I don't know about you, but um, uh. Are, are Sasha and uh, Bailey more like Eddie and Redacted or Sean and Diesel? Well, we were saying the two man power trip, meaning they're like Triple H and Stone Cold. Yeah. Oh. When they held all when they held all the belts together, they were tag champs, and then they were. That's their, a good uh, one. I didn't think about that one. But world yeah. and Intercontinental. Triple H held the Intercontinental, and and Steve Austin held the world. The two man power trip. Well, now that you bring it up, yeah, we we got to see the last of uh, Kyrie Sane in the WWE. Uh, you know, I understand she had a plan. She wanted to go back to her home and her family and her life, and you know, she's ready to retire sooner than later. So, uh. We appreciate the the time that she gave us in the early, uh, and I'm sure that we'll be watching one way or another if she wrestles still in the future, um, which I'm sure she will. And uh, yeah, uh, it was definitely. Um, I mean, she could she could have been written out more, you know, worse ways. I will say that. So, well. Apparently, the there was a little bit different way when Heyman was still in charge that she was going to be written out with a quote unquote career ending injury that somebody was supposed to do give her, and then yeah. that person would go on to feud with Oscar. But they hadn't decided who that person was going to be. Um, and then with Heyman's departure, a lot of his storylines kind of changed, of course, 
or were put yeah. on hold or, or people he liked were kind of put put home, you know, sent home or what, whatever. Um, but that was the original plan was literally for her, somebody to give her a quote unquote career ending injury. And that would explain her leaving versus, you know, the way they've done it now. Cause they've talked about it on Twitter. Like she's going, you know, she's, she's leaving and she's going back to, you know, going back to Japan and you have all these people saying goodbye and, and talking about their time with her and, you know, he's put up like the, you know, Kyra's best moments and these kind of things. So it's not, it's not your typical somebody's out the door. It's very, very different way of handling it. Yeah. I I, I could, I, I could, they could have done worse though. I mean, well, that's I mean, true. We, yeah. We, we, we see, we see the, the investment send people packing many ways. Yeah. I by mean, just getting decimated. Yeah. He literally packed the spirit squad on a box. Said back to OVW. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you know he literally has sent people packing, packing. So, uh, fish off packing. in a garbage truck. Yeah, yeah. see, uh, so yeah, uh, classy way here, just in a random you know backstage attack and injury. Uh, but yeah, now uh, I think this is gonna make Oscar more dangerous than ever. Yeah, I because they preview of that. Monday after she left the trainer's room. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, unleash Asuka and every all all the wrath that she can uh, give out. And yeah, I, I think this is the opportunity to do that. I'd love to see more of a, like, Kana-esque Asuka. Where she just goes out there and beats people up. Beats the holy shit out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. She'd be like, female Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, in addition to um, NXT Triple X, though, happening uh, that weekend, whatever weekend is, 22nd, August 23rd, we are getting SummerSlam. We're not getting it in Boston. Uh, we're most likely getting it in the, uh, you know, in the PC. But they have announced Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. And the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza for the Tag Team Championships. Interesting. Yeah. I like both matches. I mean, McIntyre was sort I mean, let, look, no one can say anything bad about Orton right now. I feel like he's been maybe not necessarily the fans MVP. But he has been like the company's MVP in this uh, during this pandemic because, uh, for whatever reason, you know, lack of uh, top names and you know, being you know, having to deal with COVID and not enough people to be on the shows. Uh, Randy has come out. He's on every show. He's doing everything, feeding with everybody. I mean, he. He was in the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, how, how can you top that? You know, uh, winning so, the WWE title. He's he's basically done everything the company's asked of him. Be here, help us, do thing, and absolutely, he. I think this is actually going to be 
a really fun match. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then the tag team title match uh, sounds like a fun one as well. Both very entertaining. I like them both. So, and we'll see some variation of the women's championship. Maybe all titles can be on the line. You know, and they, they can wrestle like multiple people and get pinned by multiple people. So, they, you remember how like uh, Angle, Jericho, and Redacted once wrestled for the yeah uh, for two championships. Two yeah, and, and like the but, first first pinfall yeah, loss, you won this belt for one. But the match yeah. continued. Yeah, exactly. So you do something like that with the women, and just have you know multiple matches within one. So they they have to be multiple falls for each belt. Yeah, you know, and they could end up losing all of the belts. That would be yeah. fun. It'd be interesting. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and lastly, with the Fed, um, it looks like we might we, we get a tease of a possible Big E push. Uh, as, you know, uh, Kofi uh, is hurting a little bit from his uh, tag team championship loss uh, where he went through two tables. Um, so he's taking a break. So now with both of uh, his knee day mates out on the uh, uh, on the DL on the on the DL IL, the injured list. Yes. Injured list, yeah. Uh, uh, this may be biggest moment to shine. It certainly seems that way. That's the way that they were kind of teasing, and that's the way that everybody is. Uh... Feeling it on social media, man. Everybody's pumped. Everybody's excited to see Big E get that big push and get the big movement and momentum up towards the the top belts. I mean, look, we're talking about the second ever NXT champion. All right, people forget that he was an NXT champion. Yeah, way back when. Bo Dallas, yeah. Well, we can forget that. But yeah, no, so you cannot you can you can't stop believing. Did he get fired or is he just not there? I think he's just not there, right? Yeah, he's he's still employed with the company because he believes in himself. And the company believes in him. The company believes in no, him, no. yeah. No, I I think he's just a returned. I think they're just he, he's because isn't his dad still employed too, or did he get? Was he the one that got? Did he get furloughed? No, I think that was like everybody else but Rotunda. <laughs> Look, the B of the B team stood for Believe, guys. Like that's uh. sure. Uh, anyways, let's not get crazy. Okay, yeah, I'm all excited. I'm all on, on the. On this whole thing with Big E. Uh, yeah, if he can get a run doing something, you know, even if he doesn't win the championship, which it would be cool if he did, I think seeing him in, in a bigger position, of all three, I thought he would have been the first one to get a uh, some type of singles push. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the he will be last. Well, not last because really the other one didn't get you know uh, what's his name Xavier really didn't get a push, but 
uh, they push his uh, YouTube thingy a lot, so that's something. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like to see Biggie get get a nice push here and uh, show the people uh, what what he can do, what we all know he can do. Yeah, it's long overdue, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, I think, when he first came up to the main roster as a singles competitor, they didn't really let him show his personality off. And now that he's had what six, seven years with New Day, they they know that he can be charismatic. He can work. He can. He he's basically from top to bottom what Vince wants in a in a champion. So I, I think that even like you said, even if he doesn't win it, he can go out and he can prove that he belongs in the upper echelon of the the talented wrestlers of potentially getting world titles and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it's it's going to be fun to watch, honestly. I love Big E as a singles competitor. I always have, and I've, I've enjoyed the last six, seven years in the New Day, but it, it's probably a little bit past time for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like they say, better late than never. Um, this is true. So here we are. Uh, and uh, so now let's go ahead and move on to uh, what we were, you know, what we knew we were going to talk about. SummerSlam 1994. Let's, let's start uh, our four weeks of the biggest show of the summer or biggest extravaganza of the summer or the biggest party yeah. of the summer or whatever they call it. Um and, it but, changes, you know, yeah. uh, we're going to start with, yeah, SummerSlam 1994 was my pick uh, because I have been trying to make you guys watch The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. I know. For the last I five know. I know. And you finally found a way to get us to watch that crummy match. Goodness gracious. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it happened. Uh, but we're going to start at the beginning like we always do. Uh, of course, 1994. I keep bringing it up. I feel like 1994 was a big wrestling nostalgic year for me. Year, year for yeah. yeah apparently, because this show was not uh, uh, a SummerSlam that I would care to remember. I fell asleep yeah. twice watching this show. Um, well, look, we just finished talking about BE. Before that, though, we were talking about a member of the Rotunda family. We're going to start the show with a member of the Rotunda family as the Million Dollar Team, led by uh, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, and IRS, Erwin R. Chester, uh, were, you know, originally this was going to be a tag team championship match. However, um, at, at a house show, uh, the Head Shrinkers uh, lost the belts to Shawn Michaels and uh, Diesel. I don't think he was Big Daddy Cool just yet. Um, that that would happen a few months later. Uh, but that was the premise of this match. So uh, now it's just a, a non-title match uh, with the Head Shrinkers uh, getting uh, you know getting disqualified. Uh, when uh, Alpha got involved uh, at at the end, but yeah, a fun little a fun match here, and you know, um, man, uh, it, was a, it was a super kick party. I sure counted at least nine <laughs> super kicks and two Did double you? super kicks thrown by 
the head shrinkers. Um, wow. That it seemed when they weren't throwing headbutts, they were throwing super kicks, and that was yeah. the entire offense of the head shrinkers. So, it, 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 it's it's kind of funny because uh, you know, like both young bucks are basically the size of almost like one of the legs of one of the head shrinkers. Um, maybe they've gained a little bit of weight, but uh, when they were much younger, uh, they were s- much smaller. But yeah, uh, super kick patty for sure. Uh, head shrinkers for I, I forget how fun they were to watch. Um, and even really? Lou Obano taking a bump here. Uh, yeah, do you like the head shrinkers? No, not really. Not really. I liked Bam Bam Bigelow. I, yeah, Bam Bam was my favorite thing to watch outside of the double stroke. I mean, I look. The, <laughs> yeah, the weird double Bam stroke. Bam the double stroke did. was so <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, set him up for the big double stroke and then like goes for the headbutt. Oh, yeah. The, they set him up for the double stroke and they both like hit face first on the mat before IRS even hit the mat. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it it was an enjoyable match. A great, uh, I think, a fun opener um, to get things started here. Uh, of course, show uh, hosted by the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, the Macho Man, and hot on the case of. Uh, <laughs> The Undertaker and The Undertaker uh, was Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy, famous mm-hmm. from the Naked Gun movies, basically yeah, reprising absolutely. their character roles, but not being called those characters. They were just Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy. Um, right. Oh, my goodness. Those that, they, that was there funny. Were several throughout the show. Those were so goofy. Like, it was, I love those movies. I love Leslie Nielsen. But even I was just like, oh, really? Like, why are you guys doing this? This is so corny. Uh, it, it was so, I mean, look, 1994, 95, this was the funny stuff that they were doing. Like, I, I know I it was it. silly I, now. I know. But, you know, not only that, but, you know, even when uh, they were doing the whole Yoku, the whole Worthy Undertaker thing, and they had, like, they even brought Nick Tura, Tura I think that's how you say his name, uh, at one point, because you know he had been on the NYPD Blue, I think. Oh, that show. okay. They brought him, and so they too. brought him to investigate. Yeah, to investigate Paul Bearer. And Luigi uh, was there, and then oh, I, they did a lot of skits that summer. Uh, they, okay. Yeah, it, it was. So fun. this wasn't yeah. the only one. Okay. No, there was no, a. Whole, they, this they was this was good. this was peak. And people say we're in the sports entertainment era. Man, this whole show was peak sports entertainment. This whole show was peak sports entertainment. Were you not sports entertained, Danny? I they, they was have... not truly sports entertained <laughs> with most they, of the they, show. Not, <laughs> I, I think 1993 to 1995 yeah. was peak sports entertainment. Like literally, and then, and then the attitude era started yeah. coming in, and yeah, absolutely. You got you got to think if people hate Vince McMahon now for being out of touch. My gosh, people need to watch 1994. Like, just watch a whole five pay-per-views of that year. You'll be like, Visitman is a genius, and he's doing amazing stuff right now. Just don't well, like him I mean, he's a multi-billionaire. If I, was, if I was 12 or 13, like, I would have been all about this. But unfortunately, I'm not 12 or 13 anymore. And so there's so much about this show throughout that I was just like, oh, Really? Really? Yeah. Well, Next time we get number Lundra- two, 
yeah. which we I watched love, already love a few we months ago. We're not, we're not going to go in depth about this, but yeah, we did get uh, a lot of plays here defending her championship against Bulldecano. Uh Match of the night. The quarter. Match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bull, of course, wins, wins, the, wins the, the match, becomes champion. Bull does not win uh, the match this year. Alunderblaze wins with the German suplex. Yep. That's right. I don't know why I keep thinking Bull came winning. I don't know why. Even when I was watching this match, I was telling uh, my wife, like, watch the Bull's going to win. This is where she hits the leg drop and wins, and she doesn't myself. hit the leg drop and wins. Yeah. She You're right. misses the leg drop and then takes the German suplex. Yeah, that beautiful suplex. I keep forgetting about that one. You're right. I don't know why I keep thinking Bull Nakano was winning. Even as I was watching this match. Anyways, whatever. Great match. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, match, match of the night here. Um, and it was only match, eight minutes so, long. Only eight minutes long. Yeah, well, hey, you know. Uh, so, uh, 15 minutes, though, for the next match. Uh, the WWF Intercontinental Championship on the line as Diesel with Shawn Michaels defense against the bad guy, Laser Ramon, uh, with who has Walter Payton in his corner. The um, bad guy who was seemingly the face in this matchup. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure how this came about. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, Razor Ramon has Walter Payton in his corner. I guess sort of even things out for for because uh, he knew Sean was going to yeah. be there. Yeah, but it kind of worked out in his advantage because he distracted Sean and then Sean ended up miscuing the super kick here. Yeah, which uh, basically the beginning of the end uh, of the Diesel and uh, Shawn Michaels uh, team. Uh, as we I mean, as we knew, I mean, Diesel pretty much chased him to the back, and then Sean was running scared. Yeah. But, like, he uh, hit that super kick, and then Diesel laid there for, like, 20 minutes before he finally ever. getting covered and pinned. He was out, 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 like he was – you would have had smelling salts needed to wake that boy up. Mm-hmm. Is this one of the times when you fell asleep? Yes, actually. It, it legitimately was. During this match, yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about the second time coming up in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, so of course we know the history, 1994, WrestleMania, uh, Sean versus Ramon, uh, and, and you know, Ramon won the you know, undisputed championship, I guess, because they both had belts, and uh, then Diesel beat Rachel Ramon uh, for the championship uh, in the summer, and yeah, now that leads to this, and then of course we'll see more between Sean and Diesel uh, in future uh, you know, pay-per-views. It will eventually uh, break up after um, a Survivor Series this year, and then uh, they would have their big match uh, at WrestleMania 11 uh, the following year. Uh, but, yeah, next up, uh, Lex Luger and Tatanka, uh, you know, face each other, uh, two baby faces at this time, uh, in a thing where uh, Tatanka was accusing Lex Luger of selling out to the Million Dollar Man. Uh, they even played this video showing instances where you know Luger and DiBiase uh, were uh, meeting uh, in, in different places and uh, even DiBiase helping Lex Luger win a match and this and that and the other. 
so yeah, to thank her here for for the people, you know, showing that Lex, uh, you know, uh, was nothing but uh, a facade, facade, facade. Yeah, facade. That's the, Fifty-four percent of the people voted that Lex Luger sold out. So only fifty-four percent believe Tatanka. The other forty-six percent, according to the poll they did. Um, so I don't know. It was pretty much on the fence. Todd Pettengill telling us all the all the scoops. I miss Todd yeah. Pettengill with his sweet earring and stuff. Yeah, mullet. He yeah. was my favorite part of this match. <laughs> that had this really long, big thing, and it was oh, and then the aftermath was so long too. I'm like, they just kept going, just this kept was going. The time I fell asleep. Tatanka <laughs> and Lex Luger just kept going, and then like they they so Tatanka wins, right? Lex Luger gets distracted. Tatanka rolls him up, and then Tatanka turns on him and said, "I was the one who sold out. I've been trying to make people believe you sold out when I'm the one who did." Ha 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 ha. You're all suckers. Yeah, yeah you're so all Tatanka, suckers. I'm like, why did Tatanka, anybody want to see Tatanka turn heel? Why was that something yeah. that somebody thought was a good idea? Well, well his music improved. Match was a good idea. Uh, well, yeah, it's I mean, Lex Luger match, baby. It's got to be good. Come on, it's got to be good. But you know, after this, look, Tatanka's theme music, you know, got tweaked because they used the uh, his music and then they did a remix with his music and the Million Dollar Man's music to come up with a new song. So if anything, his theme song got better uh, by joining the Million Dollar Man. Uh, he would then go on to team up with uh, with Batman Bigelow, and I believe they would lose uh, the finals of the tag team tournament against uh, the one to three kid and Bob Holly in uh, oh. 1995, uh, which, is- of course, would would lead to uh, Lawrence Taylor making fun of Bam Bam Bigelow for losing to two little kids. Uh, and, of course, we know that ended in uh, WrestleMania 11. And with Bam Bam Bigelow event. also uh-huh. losing to Lawrence yeah. Taylor this time. Bam Bam hey, can't catch hey, a break, baby. Bam Bam Bigelow got that money, but he can't catch a break. Okay? Well, that's, well, you know, that's true. CM Punk never did, but Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. did, baby. That's right. I mean, look, that's the names I have many with at WrestleMania, okay? The biggest show of any year in pro wrestling, okay? And he can, well, he's passed away. But in heaven, or, or hell, whichever place he's sitting, if anybody believes in those, in the afterlife, <laughs> Bam and Bigelow. Are you saying that Bam Bam is in hell? Is that what you're implying, sir? Look, hey, Randy I'm Orton what? implied that Eddie Guerrero was in hell one time. I'm, I, I, I'm not implying anything. He could be anywhere. He, he's in the afterlife. In the afterlife, he's in, Bam Bam he's, he's in major pain, and he gets kicked in the yeah. face by Damon Wayans. Bam Bam Bigelow can oh, man, wrestle team knowing that he had like WrestleMania. There you go. All right. See how much easier that was than all the BS that we just filled it with. Yeah, that, that was much better. Let's bring so it on now, back to Bam Bam Bigelow. So now, now we come to 
Uh, my goodness, what a match this was! Jeff Jarrett <laughs> versus Mabel. I hadn't heard. <laughs> I hadn't heard. Whoop! There it is in twenty years, man. Come on now. J E double A. Whoop! There it is. Oh goodness! Legally, all Mo all Oscar could say was whoop. He couldn't say the rest because. It would be because it was an actual song by the by tag team, yeah. But the fans said it. There you go. If you can say I say whoop, and they go there it is. They go whoop. Exactly. There it is. No harm, no foul. <laughs> Guys, y'all know this was the match of the night. This oh, was six stars goodness. in the Tokyo Dome. Let's be for real. This would have been. This would have been, uh, this, this been uh, ten. Well, it. it if it had been a tag team match and, and Mo had been on here, it would have probably been like 10 stars. Um, yeah. Uh, Think he, about he, how he, long Mabel wrestled, though, for uh, as far as throughout his character change. Because he looks young here. He looked like he was maybe yeah. 25 or 26. He looked young. But like then he went to Viscera and Big Daddy V. And like he was so lo- wrestled for so long with the Fed or off and on again. I don't know, I guess. But just to think about yeah. like and and he you know him being I mean there he for was, so long, 23 was and a half at this at this time 23 okay yeah you could mm. tell he was, his face he was young yeah. in the face you didn't I even mean, mention my favorite gimmick the world's largest love machine was viscera was the world's largest love machine you don't remember no, big that? daddy v Big Daddy V, that was a gimmick. Now, Big Daddy V was the wasn't a love well, machine. Well, I don't know right. this yeah. No, no this, yeah, Big Daddy V was after. Sorry. Yeah, V was after. It, yeah. it, it, it's a, it, it's a, this this was after he came back right from Impact. Okay. He was an Impact. TN, yeah, he was in TNA. You don't remember? Really? You are you supposed to be like? He was there for like an appearance. Uh, okay, he did a appearance. Gotcha. Yeah. So then he comes back as Viscera, the world's largest love machine. Mm. I somehow erased that from my memory. Me too. Seeing his nipples when he was Big Daddy V was scary enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, him and just... Charlie Haas tried to chase Lillian Garcia for her love, and then he proposed to Lillian, and she said no. And then Lillian proposed to him, and he said no. And then. He hurt Lillian, and then him and Charlie made a tag team, and then they disappeared. Wow, I don't remember any of that. So um, good television, good, 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 television. good on me. Apparently, good on me. Yeah, I'm glad you can't. But remember. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Jeff Jarrett wins somehow, able to roll him up. Um, but he does. Yeah, and this match was like uh, five minutes and. 55 seconds of it was about five uh, minutes Mabel. And 50 seconds longer than it needed to be well yeah and then like the, the other five seconds was uh just Jared. Um, yeah yeah it, i mean it's just a match to get Jared over because you know Jared yeah. would then eventually go on to challenge uh racer ramon it- uh, uh, the Royal Rumble for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Eventually uh, go on to a triple cage yeah. match and world championship wrestling. <laughs> and, um, and then he would be King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. Yep. All the gimmick well, matches. This, this is the real mountain he had to climb. Was I mean, Mabel. That was the first mountain he had ever had to climb was Mabel. But then we go paid. on to thir- what felt like a half an hour's worth of fluff. Well, that's because he was over half an hour's worth. 
Um, because no, yeah. I mean the, the setup for the cage match. Okay, oh, because well, they had to set the cage true. match up. And the whole time, then they go through all this stuff about all the history of Brett and Owen, and that was fine, but they go into a little deep detail, and then they interview every living member of the Hart family one at a time. Um, cousins, brothers, sisters, cousins removed. No, no, they were, they were all aunts. brothers. They were all brothers. It was brother Carrie, Carrie and uh and Nick. Stu and Helen and, had that uh, many brothers, had that many kids. I think they had like 20 kids, didn't they? Uh, there was Kevin and Carrie and uh, who were the other ones that lived in Texas? You know, those guys were there too. Um, <laughs> Kyle, R- R- there, R- Kyle, R- Steve, maybe was Jerry. Um, <laughs> no. so was a, there was a Re- Reginald, I think. Wasn't there a Reginald Hart? Um, you know, but uh, <laughs> actually, I think, I think I think there might have been one actually. Um, no, I don't know, but. But yeah, they interviewed no, like the brothers who, who had wrestled with them recently yeah. and stuff. And but they took so long to put that blue cage up. I guess that's why they stopped using it because it just took so long to put up. Because then they have yeah. the match, and then they got to show us a bunch of Undertaker stuff so they can take the whole damn cage down. I thought that was so silly to do that, to have this match be the semi-main event when you'd have to do all this stuff to set up the cage and then break it down so that you can have another match. Well. You know. you know what they should have done? They should have had, had the world title match been the fame, the end of it. Okay, been well, the main as- event of the show. Aside from that, they should have had a twenty-five minute long interview with the kid that dressed up as Jerry the King Lawler with the Lawler for President sign. <laughs> he kept so hard trying to get Lawler to notice him when they were talking to the Hearts, and Lawler just wouldn't make eye contact. And it was Lawler fantastic. Kept no selling him. Because the, the guy's no shirt like, on, and oh. a... <laughs> he's like, "I'm ten feet away from you. Why won't you look at me? <laughs> I've got your pants on. I've got your crown what, what, on. I don't what, wear it." nobody knows, what, what nobody knows is that you know that 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 set kid ended up uh, being part of the uh, royal family uh, at the next pay per view, the uh, Survivor Series, where uh, the royal family uh, of uh, Jerry Lawler, Cheesy, Squeezy, and Sleazy uh, defeated Clowns or Us. So this kid was either Squeezy or Sleazy. So that kid was actually like a wrestler who was there? That's why he was all dressed up? It's totally totally making fun of Okay, It sounds like it's true. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like... I mean, because they literally... He he, he He wrestled a bunch of clowns uh, that were midgets, yeah. Yeah, it was the midgets. Yeah. So, for all we know, this is a It was doing it, it existed in some kind of weird bubble of pop yeah. culture. Clowns are us. It was a doink, dink, pink, and a wink. Yep. And it was doink and three little clowns. Yep. Yeah. So let's get back to this show and the cage right. match. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed the match, but then it kept going. It yep. Well. And then it kept going. I mean, yeah, of course. But I like I like the way the match was set up because of the escape stipulation. Because Brett wanted to defend his championship, so he really didn't want to beat the tar of Owen. He was no. just wanting to keep his championship. So every chance he got, he tried to get out the door. And Owen was persistent, and Owen kept beating on him and fighting him and trying to get him to fight. Like Owen beat him, you know, beat up Brett before Brett even got all the way in the ring, and they did the yep. introductions and stuff. 
Um, and then, you know, Owen kept trying to escape and Brett, the only reason he kept fighting is because he wanted to keep his championship, not because he yeah. wanted to, you know, quote unquote, teach his little brother a lesson. Well, the brother was trying to teach the big brother a lesson. Though. Yeah. Well, there I was mean, a part of that, but at the same time, like he didn't, you know, it was, it was like when they fought at, at, at WrestleMania 10, like he didn't want to fight. His whole thing was, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. But like, you know, I'm going to make you fight me. And so this was like kind of like that, but in a different way. He didn't want it to be a cage match, but he knew that that was a way that he could do it without having to like possibly seriously hurt Owen, but Owen wasn't yeah. going to allow that. Yeah. And this was also the way to kind of like just put a finale to it because, uh, you know, they, you know, Owen defeated. But they didn't put a finale uh, to it though. Well, no. Because it continued even afterwards. Uh, in a different way. Uh, but yeah, I think the. Uh, they, this match had to happen for a lot of reasons. You know, not only did Owen uh, you know, defeat Brett at WrestleMania 10, but you know he would have gone on to then win in the King of the Ring. So here the two brothers won the King of the Ring tournament back-to-back years. And, yeah, I kind of enjoyed – one thing I did enjoy about this, uh, just to get a sub- slightly other subject – and they did this again in 1995, but then didn't do it ever after. Is they had the King of the Ring winner uh, go on to SummerSlam to challenge the champion. I wish they had kept that tradition. I, I kind of like that for those two years. I well, thought they were the, something. Then, then the King of the Ring pretty much became the pathway to the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was kind of was, was known the pathway for to nowhere. The pathway to a heel proclaiming himself king and calling himself king for a long time because they only do the king of the ring like every few years when they have a new heel they want to name king. That and when they remember that they still have it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, oh, it's been two or three years since we've done king of the ring. I think it's time to do it again. You know, like yeah. who do we got that we can name king? Mm-hmm. Change well, his whole gimmick I mean, to, king, to being a king. That that's a good conversation. Maybe for another time. Who who could be the next? A good pick for the next King of the Ring, you know. I mean, you did it. You did it too soon, though. You got it. Baron's already king. He's still King Corbin. So, Shayna Baszler. So you're gonna do a Queen of the Ring? No, she's gonna be King of the Ring. She's gonna win it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, I think this is something that the Aaron Queen of Spades, the King of Our Hearts. Uh, yeah, the, the King of Bros. No, not, not I mean, he's no. he's kind of on the level of somebody who they would put in the king, but he breaks that mold as being a being a good guy mm-hmm. who would win it. You haven't had a good guy who's won the king of the ring in years, and That's I mean so years, true. like since they were doing yeah. it regularly this last time. Hey, babyface, you know, king of the ring. Adam Cole was part of a kingdom. He can be King Cole. There you go. Was Billy Gunn anyway. seriously the last face King of the Ring winner? Uh, maybe. He was not a, he was not a baby face. When he he was not a baby face at the time, I don't think. In 99? Yeah, yeah I think no, so. He, I think he was... He was not a Yeah, when DX split in half, uh, X-Pac and Road Dogg were the baby face side, and uh, China and Billy Gunn were the heel side. So then it was 98 with Shamrock, then. Or was Shamrock a face? Shamrock would have been uh, a face. Shamrock was a face, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would have been a face. But other yeah, than that, it was he like went on to you had Seamus, 
you had you had Sheamus, you had Regal, you Booker. had Booker, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Edge might have been. In, no, I Edge was, he was heel. Maybe facing two thousand one, wasn't he? He was heel. They turned him babyface with the King of the Ring. Yeah, like when um, he. Because they paraded the trophy around for about a month, month and a half, and then Christian broke the trophy over his back, and then they feuded. That was yeah. feuding with with Christian as the heel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that that gives us that gives us Ken Shamrock. Mabel was turning heel already. He was very heelish when he won it. So it must it was Brett, it was Shamrock, Tito Santana. 97 uh, was Savage. Triple was H. Savage? Oh, 97. Yeah, yeah. Triple H. 96 was Austin. Yeah. And then Owen. Owen. Was, was Savage a no. babyface in 87 before he turned to be thinking Macho King? I don't no. think so. I think he turned babyface after that. But so Bret Hart defeats Owen by escaping the cage. Retains his heavyweight championship for the time being. Yeah. Uh, it, but it was well, not uh, over there. The Bulldog was at ringside. Nidar was at ringside. Stu and Helen were at ringside. Some of the daughters Gee, were at ringside. Yeah. 68 of the brothers were at ringside. And the cousins and the and the, the little little kids, you know, little Basically cousins. Basically, the entire arena was Hart family. Yeah. J- and J- then... Um, that. Yeah, that's a joke that it was all the sellout by the Hart family, yeah. But, um... And then a Neidhart gets in the ring, and they padlock the door. Well, and well first, first, he attacks, he clotheslines Davey and, the- and Diana. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of hits Diana a little bit on the way. Yeah, yeah they both go tumbling she, over. She's a good t- you know, I mean, you can't be a hard one and know how to take a bump. So. Take a bump. I was about to say least. you're yeah. in the heart family, sweetie. You got to take a yeah. bump. You got you got beat up. She had she had to learn to take bumps so that she could beat up you know all the mm. other wrestlers in the in the house right. when they try to make passes at her and stuff. Well, but, um, yeah. So yeah, nine hard clothesline them on the way rocket. in. They and then everybody, the all the every, all the hearts, all forty thousand of them in attendance, come trying to scale <laughs> the cage to get in there to help Brett. But two people, only two people on can fend him off. Two people, yeah, two people fend off all forty thousand climbing the cage. However, however, somebody finally figured out the clue to get in. You take off your shirt. That's that's it. That's because the they, even David couldn't get in. But then David took off that shirt, and all he of had his vest. He could get his it. vest yeah. with no shirt underneath. Yeah, once you take off the shirt, it's go time. Okay, it's like the Incredible Hulk transforming yeah. from from Bruce I, Banner to the Incredible Hulk. Now, mind you, this is David's first time in the WWE since he had left for WCW. Uh, yeah. Well, so well he didn't leave for WCW, but he left WWE and went to WCW. Of course, so he had just been, I guess, fired from WCW. And still, okay. you know, not sure who you believe in that story, but um, yeah, the people so are he's dead, here. So. Yeah, he's fresh uh, from mm. the WCW 
and he's a short little shooter. And 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 maybe I just can't like he he stays in one place for like two or three years. And that's yeah, he didn't stay like anywhere it. long. No, he never stays anywhere long. That's the thing. But yeah, so uh, it was interesting to see him like because that was his first time there. But yeah, uh, it, it was an interesting way to go out. But eventually, once Davey got in the in the cage, then uh, Owen uh, hightailed out, and yeah. uh, of course, they were uh, able to get some help for Brad. Yeah. came in. I don't think all the brothers could come in since yeah. else, and, you know, because all the brothers had to get some glory time, and uh, yeah. Uh, the you know you you would have thought okay the hearts reign supreme we just had the show in uh, no nope. yeah like we, we still got another match yet. we got we got twenty plus minutes of fluff as we break down the cage of all uh, we got to recount the entire history of the Undertaker and the whole and the and and DiBiase's Undertaker and uh, and Leslie Nielsen's and and George Kennedy are still hot on the case and. Uh, Pettengill's still talking, and we talk a lot about with Paul Bearer, and and then we just keep going and going and going, and you know finally, finally, interview? finally, they didn't interview Kane. Yeah, well, they didn't know where he was well, yet. Yeah, Kane K- 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 was, was probably still recovering from. Paul Bearer hadn't found uh, him yeah. and realized that he was still alive yet. That yeah. he was still traumatized from getting burned a lot. Finally, like, finally, the they get the cage down, and uh, we can have this match. Yep, we got this match Undertaker versus Underfaker. Um, it sure was a match. I yes. looking at the time, it certainly didn't seem like it was that short of a match, but I guess that's bell to bell. Because there was a whole lot of stuff before, and everybody taking their time doing their entrances, and there was a whole bunch of stuff afterwards. Everybody taking their exits. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it's just that he, uh, it, the match itself, the whole segment was way longer than about nine minutes, which I think is what the match checks out at according to the Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah, I think overall, I think the whole thing uh, probably took over 20 minutes. At least. About yeah. 19 and a half minutes longer than it should have taken. But it was the <laughs> biggest event of the summer because it was at Royal Rumble where all the good guys teamed up and eliminated him. So here we are no, like... It, no, 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 no. He wasn't in the Royal Rumble. He was in a casket match against Yokozuna. I said or... he was, but it was at the Royal Rumble. Yes, it was at the right room, but he yeah, did that's what I said. He got buried he, alive. Yeah, yeah, he got buried alive, and then he appeared on the screen. And he was not the good guy. He was the talking in the casket, and then he appeared on the screen, and it was like all this big group of bad guys helped beat him up and put him in the casket. Yeah, which but was that, very so good was, production for 1994, honestly. Yeah. Hey, Vince McMahon <clears throat> always ahead of his time. Spared no expense for the Undertaker and his his mm-hmm. mystic powers. Yeah. So, but the match itself was not great. Um, it because you had two big lumbering guys who were supposed to be in, impervious to pain. Um, and uh, that that was, was definitely something. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. something indeed. 
It happened. And you guys and then, watched it? Eh, yeah. Kind of fell asleep. After weeks of you trying to make us watch it, we um we finally watched Undertaker versus Undertaker in all of its glory. Greatest match yeah. ever. Hey, it would have been five stars in Japan. I don't think it would have. I don't think it would have. No. no. I I really I wonder what I, I actually am curious to see. Uh, what, what 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 Meltzer gave this match? Oh goodness! Well, I don't know how you can dig that up very quickly. You'd have to go back through his old observers, probably. Look, uh, I don't know maybe, if they have it set up in a database where you can just go uh, and then pull it up right quickly. You know, uh, negative one star. Yeah. Yeah, that's being generous. Is that what he gave it, or is that what you gave it? That, no, that is what he gave it. Wow, you're able to find star. it back quickly. Okay. Come on, I'm a ninja on my keyboard. Uh, he gave Red versus Owen five stars. Yeah, and he didn't happen like... in Japan. Yeah. Um. But yeah. What did uh, he give Bull Nakano and Alundra? Three point twenty-five. Yeah, he can suck an ass. <laughs> yeah. He 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 gave uh, the the tag team opening match a dud. They didn't even get it's a star. They didn't even Just get a single star. No, 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 sir. No, there was a star. single star in that match. His name was Rikishi. His name uh, was Bam Bam Bigelow, and he yeah, was, Bam Bam Bigelow, <laughs> sir. amazing. One of the best big men of all time. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Turn it up. Do, do not do not no. disrespect the, the the beast from the east. No, that was that was a pay per view from Japan. Okay, that was Beast in the well, East. Isn't that what I just said? No, Beast from the East is is oh, Bam Bam. Beast, beast in the right. East was the other thing. Yeah, you said it right okay. for once. Eric, All right, I was making All it right. fun, but it wasn't a fun. Stop it. It was pretty fun to me. I enjoyed it. I got a giggle no. out of it. Because we sound sleep everything deprived, we okay? do, everything we I am do sleep deprived, and I have to be up in two hours to go to work. Everything we do and say in this show is to literally amuse our own individual selves, and pretty much part of the charm of I guess. Um, Y'all yeah. are lucky. I wanted to just poop on this show because I literally do have to be at work in two hours. Well, I don't feel like you pooped on the show. Um, he means pooped on it like not showed up. Oh, no, right. like pooped on no, SummerSlam '94. Like, like, like yeah, uh, he wanted to speak. Negatively. I just really wanted to yeah. laugh at the show. With, uh, okay, with with that in mind, g- give us your uh, your rating here on this match mm, on the show. Oh, show as a whole. Oof, we're talking like C, C plus. <laughs> I'd give it a C minus. The only thing that really yeah. saved it was Nakano and Alundra and Owen and Brett. Yeah, the rest of it was felt like a bad episode of of sports entertainment. Velocity. Yeah. We won't even give that main show. It's on velocity. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna give it a uh, B minus. Oh. You're being nice. That's way too generous. Okay. Uh, B. Are you I just want to say B. 
forget it. Like, I, I, look, I had just learned how to speak uh, English. Okay, you sure, we watched uh, the same show. <laughs> yes, we did. We were watching ninety four, right? Yeah, we yes, watched ninety four. We weren't, is, you know. Like I said, nineteen ninety four was a very nostalgic year for Patrick. Okay, apparently, so, apparently we're finding that out. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was it was an interesting year to uh, for me. So hey, yeah, all right, uh, B, yeah. Uh, what are we gonna watch next? Uh, I think we were going with. Well, and let, well Mika, Mika hasn't given a pick yet. No, yeah, we don't know if she will. But it's two thousand. I picked two thousand ten, and Eric picked twenty thirteen. So, if okay. she doesn't give us a pick, bet- somewhere between ninety four and two thousand ten, then we're watching SummerSlam twenty ten next. There we go. It's gonna be an interesting one to watch, uh, a fun one to watch, uh, as as all of these are. Uh, so everybody, keep uh, keep tuned. Uh, the these live shows are gonna be joining the uh, backlog. Uh, if all goes well this weekend, they'll be all on there uh, to to finally go back and listen. I know some people have been asking for those, so all the live shows will be in there. But the rest of the backlog is there. Is is on. Demand uh, now, so check it out. Podbean, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, check us out on the social media. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F Endanger. Uh, Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. Uh, Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. I'm on Twitter at uh, YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.